Today we're giving thanks because the Boston Bruins made the Florida Panthers look like turkeys in their own barn by stuffing the net with pucks and squashing attempts to make up ground in the Atlantic. The gravy on top is Boston being at the top of the table at the American holiday break. Now let's dig in because nothing beats a Bruins win. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, November 23rd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. Black Friday deal, completely free to subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins. Speaking of, happy Thanksgiving to my American friends. Hope you are all enjoying time with loved ones. If not, thanks for joining me here, and uh, I'm glad that I can give you a distraction from, uh, you know, what can be a tough time for some people around the holidays. To everybody else, happy Thursday. Same thing. I hope you're taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. Uh, we are going to talk about last night's win over the Florida Panthers, some Bruins traditions around this holiday, including Black Friday game tomorrow afternoon as well as the pie delivery and a quick reminder before we get into it you can find the podcast on social media at locked nhl bruins and you can find me my hockey thoughts and dad jokes at ian c mclaren the bruins entered thanksgiving with a rousing 3-1 victory over the florida panthers on wednesday it was a game you know with a lot of significance for this team after having lost to them in the first round of last year's playoffs, losing in overtime earlier this season in a game in which Charlie McAvoy earned a suspension for a dangerous hit on Oliver Ekman Larson. The Bruins on the road were looking to enter the break on a strong note and also to keep the Panthers from making up ground in the Atlantic division and that they all did Bruins winning three, one thanks to goals from Charlie Coyle, which was an absolute beauty move on Sergei Bobrovsky entering the zone, zooming in past the D backhand past Bobrovsky on the short side. Uh, Johnny Beecher added his third on a beautiful cut to the net with some help from Oliver Ekman Larson, but still made that play. And then Jake DeBrusque finally getting on the board again, his second of the season, which was assisted by my boy, Matt Potra. Now let's begin by giving props to head coach Jim Montgomery, who after the win on Wednesday night, improved his record to 79, 13 and eight through his first 100 regular season games with the Boston Bruins. Those 79 victories are the most by any coach through their first 100 games with any franchise in the NHL. And 
just an unbelievable coaching performance so far by Jim Montgomery and his speech prior to last night's game. Just, uh, you know, giving props to the dads who were in attendance, talking about dads who are no longer with the team or guys who weren't able to make the trip. Uh, he just gets it and he gets how to communicate with the guys, how to get them going. And he gets how to obviously put together a system that's helping the Bruins win uh, and win often. So huge congratulations for Jim Montgomery for setting that milestone, the most wins by any coach through their first 100 games with a franchise and dating back to last season, the Bruins, like I said, 79, 13 and eight, they've earned 83% of a possible of all possible points since the beginning of last season, which is just ridiculous. Uh, and you know, we expected a drop off with Patrice Bergeron retiring, David Krejci retiring, um, a bunch of guys leaving via trade and free agency. The Bruins haven't missed a beat. And that's a huge feat considering how good they were last season. The best regular season in NHL history. They're back on top to begin this season. And that's a credit to Jim Montgomery, who you could argue is doing a better job this year with what he has compared to last year when he won the Jack Adams trophy. So a huge shout out to Jim Montgomery. We are so grateful and thankful that he is the Boston Bruins head coach. The Bruins right now, 14-1-3 this season, an 861 point percentage. And according to Money Puck, they have a 98.1% chance of making the playoffs, which is ludicrous at this point in the season. They're also up to 10% in terms of cup favorability, which is the best odds. Actually, no, sorry. Colorado at 11.1 has the best odds. Boston at 10%. Now, of course, be remiss if I didn't mention some missteps by Montgomery and the Bruins in the postseason. There's a lot, or there's a subset of Bruins fans out there who will say, you know, none of this regular season success matters unless they win in the playoffs, which I can see, but the journey is. A huge part of it, right? I've been saying this all along. Uh, in my lifetime, the Bruins have achieved hockey's pinnacle 2% of Stanley Cup opportunities in my lifetime. The reality is, year in and year out, the likelihood of your team, favorite team winning the Stanley Cup is very, very low. And there's 82 games along the way to get there. The Bruins have dominated the standings in Jim Montgomery's time with Boston. Hopefully he's learned some lessons from last year's playoff run that will translate to this upcoming playoff run. But for the time being, no coach in NHL history has succeeded more than Jim Montgomery through the first 100 games with an NHL club. And for that, we give thanks. Going to give thanks for a few other things here as the podcast continues. On this Thanksgiving holiday, I am thankful for all of you who make Locked On Boston Ruins part of your day, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Please do subscribe if you have not already. And 
Next, I encourage you to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You can uh, catch up all day long with local experts from Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. What else am I thankful for here today? Well, goalie hugs. I will never, ever get tired of a Boston Bruins goalie hug. And last night, it was Linus Allmark who was in net. The Bruins had broken their goalie rotation, giving Jeremy Swayman two straight starts, setting Allmark up to face the Florida Panthers, a team that kind of had his number in the playoffs. And he bounced back with a sensational performance last night, stopping 27 of 28 shots, a 964 save percentage. He was named the first star of the game, and he made a few 10-bell saves that literally had me off the couch yelling, uh, you know, thank goodness for Linus because without him last night, it could have been a different story. He made some sensational saves, and it was great to see him uh, back in form after uh, his last performance, which wasn't quite up to his standards. Actually, no, his last game was uh, that win over the Buffalo Sabres. Overall, he's been great. The last game he didn't play well in was uh, against Detroit on November 4th. And we'll see who's in net tomorrow for a game on national television against those Red Wings. Perhaps uh, Jim Montgomery will go back to Swamer for that one and go with Ulmark on Saturday against the New York Rangers. But overall, the Bruins goaltending... I've been saying it all season long. That's one of the main reasons why they have been so successful. The Bruins prioritized in the offseason, keeping their defense core together and their goalie tandem together. The one big change was Connor Clifton out, Kevin Shattenkirk in. Uh, you could argue Shattenkirk's been better than Clifton. Clifton has more pop and, you know, cliffy hockey, but Shattenkirk a bit more solid, responsible back there. Uh, veteran presence. Matt Grizzlick, of course, has been out. He's eligible to return on Saturday against the Rangers. And we'll see if Mason Lorai is sent back to make way for him. And I wouldn't be surprised because as good as Lorai has looked, I don't know if he's quite ready for full-time NHL deployments. There are some cracks in his game that can be refined down at the AHL. But going back to the Bruins, Swayman, Olmark, both top five in terms of save percentage. Swayman in third at 933 behind Jonathan Quick, who's at 940, and Semyon Varlamov at 934. Olmark just behind at 932. Uh, both guys, again, right up there in terms of all the stats you want goalies to excel in. Uh, tied with seven wins apiece. Swayman 7-0-2. Ulmark is 7-1-1. Alexander Georgiev leading the way with 11 wins so far for Colorado. Goalie hugs. Incredibly thankful. 
Also very thankful for some center depth for the Bruins that perhaps was not expected coming into this season. Bergeron, Krejci out. Coyle and Zaka have filled in more than admirably and both, I believe, are on pace for career years at this moment. I mentioned Coyle's just absolute beautiful goal last night. He's sitting on 16 points through 18 games, and he's on pace for 32 goals, 41 assists, for 73 total points, and that would smash his previous career high of 56. That was set back in 2016-17 with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, He's never always scored 20 goals only once, 21 back in 15-16. Uh, so yeah, currently on pace to just demolish his career stats at, uh, age 31, which is pretty impressive. He is riding a 22.6 shooting percentage. So that might fall back a bit, but still just, uh, incredible performance so far from Charlie Coyle, uh, Pavel Zaka right up there as well. He's got, uh, Seven goals, seven assists. He's on pace for 32 and 32 for 64 total points. And that would eclipse his career high that was set last year with the Bruins, which was 57. Not to be outdone, but you have young guys stepping up too. Matt Potra got the primary assist on Jake DeBrusque's goal last night. He's up to nine points in 18 games. And that's despite going through a bit of a, a lull at the moment few points over his last several games and then you have Johnny Beecher chipping in with his third goal of the season he's got four points in 18 games in a largely checking role so pretty successful run so far for Bruins centers and that's without Morgan Geeky in the lineup who is expected to be the third line center and he could be back in action soon as well so very thankful for those young centers stepping up I'm not convinced Matt Potter will be there past kind of the trade deadline world juniors for the playoff run, but he played very, very well last night, getting physical, got absolutely leveled by an Anton Lundell cross tech to the jaw. That was called high sticking should have been a major should be looked at by NHL player safety. Probably won't, but he got right up, was right back in the game. And uh, I was also very thankful last night for Jake DeBrusque lighting the lamp. I said before the game, I would love to see a DeBrusque lamp lighting. He's still on pace for only nine goals, which is a far cry from the 30 that was expected out of him this season. He had 27 in 64 games last year. He's riding a 5.4 shooting percentage, which is well down from his career average of 12.6. So hopefully this goal last night will help his confidence and uh, give him a boost and help him to get, you know, DeBrus can be a bit of a streaky player and all it takes is for one to go in. Hopefully that gets the ball rolling and uh, I'd love to see him put up a few more goals here in the couple games that are coming up this weekend, which we will tee up here as the podcast continues, as well as talk about the ongoing 
pie delivery tradition that uh, we love to see every year. As has become tradition on Thanksgiving for the Boston Bruins, Charlie McAvoy is donating and delivering pies to local organizations around town here on Thanksgiving. He purchased 400 pies to distribute to 14 local organizations, including the New England Center and Home for Veterans, St. Francis House, the Pine Street Inn, and the Home for Little Wanderers. This will be the 15th consecutive season that a Bruins player has donated and delivered pies on Thanksgiving. Uh, it started with Aaron Ward donating turkeys in 2008 and has since been carried on by the likes of Zdeno Chara, Matt Bolesky, Gregory Campbell, and Dennis Weidman. So we love to see that take place and uh, check the Bruins social media for, for some pictures of that. Also, as has become tradition, the Bruins will be playing a Black Friday matinee, uh, which will be great to, I know a lot of you will still be off tomorrow, but I'll be working, but also keeping an eye on the game, of course. Uh, the Bruins taking on the Detroit Red Wings, who absolutely stomped the New Jersey Devils on Wednesday night and are currently fourth in the Atlantic in terms of point percentage. One point back of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but with one more game played, they're two back of the Lightning with two games in hand. The Red Wings overall, 4-2-2 two two over their last 10. They've won one in a row that game against uh, the New Jersey Devils. And uh, that was a 4 nothing shutout backstopped by Alex Lyon, who we all remember from last season with the Florida Panthers. He was their third goalie coming in behind Billy Huso and James Reimer, but he's played pretty well and may have earned himself a start against the Bruins here on uh, Friday, although he was pulled in that series in favor of Sergei Bobrovsky, which was kind of a turning point. Now, as far as Detroit goes over their last five games, <clears throat> they are... Led in goals by Lucas Raymond. JT Comfer has four assists and five points over the last five games. Uh, David Pasternak continued to pace the Bruins with nine points over the last five games. Uh, seven assists. Pavel Zaka leading the way with three goals in that span. Swayman, if it is him, he's 7-0-2, 933 save percentage. And... If they go back to Huso, who is their intended starter, he's only 6-3-1 with an 8.85 save percentage. He hasn't played a lot lately because of uh, the fact that his wife or partner gave birth while the team was over in Sweden. This will be the third time the Bruins and Red Wings have met so far this season. Boston won the first contest 4-1, and then Detroit handed them a 5-4 overtime loss back on November 4th. They're led in scoring by Dylan Larkin and Alex Debrinkit, both of whom have 18 points through 18 games. They've both kind of cooled off after red-hot starts. Uh, Lucas Raymond, JT Confer, second and, or sorry, third and fourth. And as I mentioned, they have uh, been coming on strong as of late. So, 1 p.m., Eastern time, Friday afternoon, Bruins and Red Wings. Uh, the Red Wings come into this one 
with the 10th ranked offense, 3.44 goals per game. The Bruins are 6th at 3.61. And again, the Bruins last night um, held Florida to only one goal, improving their league-leading goals against per game to 2.11. The penalty kill was also perfect. They remain in first at 91. So team defense, special teams, penalty killing, goaltending, the huge keys for the Bruins so far this season. And that's, you know, those are the main reasons why they are in first place here at the Thanksgiving break and well-positioned to make the playoffs and hopefully make some noise during the postseason. All right. Thanks for joining me here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Again, happy Thanksgiving to all of you in the U.S. of A. Happy Thursday to everybody else. Please do take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here on uh, tomorrow's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, which may come probably after the game, to be honest, because um, maybe I'll jump on and do a live episode after the game so that it has a bit more of a shelf life. Anyways, just thinking out loud. Have a good one, friends. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite team every single day.